three, two, one. Best advice I can give you, start drinking heavily. You're listening to the Four Takes and Fuel podcast with Alex, Ethan, Chance, and Colton. Welcome back to another episode of Four Takes and Fuel, guys. My name's Alex. Chance. Awesome. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> and tonight we have a really cool guest, um, son of David Smith, which David owns uh, Cart Speed Solutions. Uh, Jack Smith is coming to talk with us and talking about his racing career and how he's uh, been a part of the Cart Speed Solutions journey and, and also how he's um, learned the sport in and out. So uh, we're really excited to have him on. Before we get into it, here's a word from our sponsors. Located in Turkey Creek, Louisiana, newly rebranded Battle Creek Raceway offers some of the greatest dirt kart racing in the Deep South. Centrally located 11 miles south of the Turkey Creek exit on I-49, Battle Creek has classes for all ages. Under new ownership from experienced racers, Battle Creek definitely has the racers' best interests in mind. As one of the home tracks for the guys of Four Takes and Fuel podcast, when you see us at the racetrack, come tell us hello. And as we get back into the episode, be sure you're ready for battle at Battle Creek Raceway. This week, we go to hopefully, hopefully, down on our knees praying, uh, the Dusty Prudhoe Memorial. Um, yeah, this will be the third time we try to race this. Yeah, Jasper's not looking too good either right now at the moment. Unfortunately, there is a, there is a hefty bit of the R word in route for both the Dusty Prudhoe Memorial and Jasper. So, You know what's something I noticed? It has only been raining on, on Saturdays. Weekend. For like the past month and a half. Mm-hmm. It won't rain during the week. It'll drizzle. But a Saturday. A Saturday, it's like, I'm showing up. I'm here. I only work weekends. Whoever's controlling that weather right now, bro, give, give me a, a Tuesday or a Wednesday shower. Come God, on. it's me again. <laughs> Please let us race. Uh, yeah, hopefully we get it in, man. We didn't even get to race. We didn't even get to test the open last week in the BJs because that rained out. Um, like. Every race we've tried to go to this year, except for an indoor, has rained out. So, Manny better not rain out. Yeah, right? dude. If it rains out, I'll be very upset. Yeah, we just got parking just went on sale today for the, the racing pertainer shootout. Uh, some slide in. There's only so many. They they sold all the sponsor parking, and so just make sure you get priority parking, and then there's free parking after that. So, uh there's hundred blue is a hundred black is five fifty and then everything else is free and there's also there's only so many spots you can get for those blue and black parking until everything's free so um so I just hope we get to race I'm yeah, just, I'm so tired of rain yeah I'm so I just I for my sake because I can't make up the rain update for that you can't no. oh that's right yeah yeah work is real tight during that time yeah so fingers crossed that that race happens that of any of them. Don't get me wrong. I want to go to Battle Creek so bad. Oh, dude, I'm, I'm itching so bad. But we haven't been on a track this big since me personally, 2015. Same. Same. You know? So ready. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I just, uh, boy, rain has been our worst enemy. And like, you know, Matt was talking about last week, how it's a rain season for them. We are rain seasons usually in the summer when it's all hot and humid and those afternoon showers roll in. We don't really usually have a problem here in the coming up on late winter, early spring into the fall. Um, summer is usually when we usually get kicked with the rain and stuff, but it is, uh, except for last summer. 
Except for last summer. Last summer, shoot, crawfish season is down bad because of last summer. Yeah, so, so down bad. We're just hurting all around in Louisiana, so uh, just go ahead, <laughs> go ahead, and send us a care package or something. Maybe Man. some some quick dry or something. There's no consistency with weather. No, no at all, not at all. But the Daytona 500 is well. Let's back it up real quick. Um, the Chiefs. Were we happy or were we sad? That we they were won? very sad. I want. I got something to pick with you. On Matt's episode, we all agreed we wanted the 49ers to win. But yesterday, boy, you sure were pulling for them Chiefs, dude. Listen, listen. I, I was not. Listen, listen, listen. On principle, I wanted the 49ers to win. But because of the financial decisions I made big chiefs fan for a little while i just wanted to i made financial decisions on both of them but there was a bigger financial decision on the chiefs because i just had a feeling you know you can never count patrick mahomes out no matter what anybody says he's i'm just going for hometown boys yeah yeah i know i was really first and then he gets the ball and runs it and then it's a penalty yeah so it doesn't even count my boy has no carries or rusher yards Mm -hmm. in, in a super bowl well he had two he had like a six yard gain prior to that i think oh okay yeah I think it was yeah. more or less. You can never count Patrick Mahomes out, but you also can't out can uh can't count out the theory, the script theory. I'm a strong believer in that's, that one. That's um, such a rabbit hole that we could get into. That it's it's uh we don't need to. But uh, day twenty five hundred is coming up this week. What do we think? Martin Truex is final five hundred. He gets it. You think this is final? You think this is it? Oh yeah, I'm pretty sure this is his last season. What do we think? I'm thinking, I'm thinking somebody from RFK. I said that earlier. I said, I think Brad's going to get it, but Brad. there's two people I would love to see it. And well, one's Martin Truex. That's number one. If he wins, I'll lose my mind. But I think someone who deserves to win it and should have won it last year, Kyle Bush. Yeah. Not a super yeah. big fan of him, but. Everybody needs at least one. Like, if you're considered that, a great and you're a Hall of Famer, you you, you kind of deserve a five hundred. This is uh, we're about to get slaughtered. I tell you who I don't want. Who? Joe Lugano? Didn't he hear me? Absolutely, <laughs> Joe Lugano. Sorry, Matt Connell. Listen to this man. I will turn off that TV if that man is leading coming off of four. Off of <laughs> off of pure previous Daytona five hundreds and super speedway races. I think someone who has a really good shot. Put everything to the side. Kyle Larson? Busher. Bubba. Yeah. Okay. There's so much hate. And y'all are going <laughs> to it's, it's just but he is honestly, and you can't convince me. I otherwise. mean, you can look results. I mean, it's it's hard he to see. I mean, he's finished like second and third for like three or four he times. Is one but. of the best plate. Well, they don't run plates anymore, but you know what I'm talking about. But yeah, it's super, super speedway, speedway racers. Yeah, and so he, but he, and 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 if it's luck, I don't know. But he's always there at the end. It's hard to count yes. out. It's it's and yes. listen, I know all the 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 discrepancies that go with that. And he got second in a in a petty car. Yeah, and it is it is what it is. Yes, but uh, he has a good chance. But I really think who's gonna take it is uh, I'm gonna go with Austin here. I think Brad Keselowski gets it. I hope so. And has he won one? I don't know. No, he, he hasn't. He's gotten close. They have run up front the last. His teammate. Yeah, that's when he got wrecked by Cindric, yeah. and Cindric won it. You oh no, he got last... wrecked by Joey Logano. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I, I also Blaney got wrecked by Cindric. I was watching every finish since 2007 when uh, 
Kevin Harvick won. Yeah, yeah. When uh, Clint last, Boyer was upside there, down, there was a YouTube video of the last two laps of every Daytona since 2007. And uh, the one that pissed me off the most was Austin. Cedric. Uh, Dylan. No, Dylan. Oh, Dylan. Yeah, you wrecked Eric Amarillo on the last lap. Yeah, man, I'm a. I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna go with. That's when he. That's when he shock checked him on the back straight. Yep. And then she. Oh, the number three back in victory. Like I don't. You know. What <laughs> There's not many you know what's to give about yeah. that. What were you saying, Uh I'm going with with the RFK team. They've run up front the last two years. They have always been up front, and they just seem to get it done or. You know, they just not have it, have the luck. But I'm hoping, like, dude, I'm a huge Kyle Busch fan, and I wasn't a Brad fan for a while. But he's Brad come around. came around, though. He's not a, He's not as bad as he used to be. I hate he it, used Brad. to be he Joey Logano all Joey. the time, yep. but now he's not. Huge Kyle fan, but I, I'm I'm going with Brad here. Yeah. Um, and some, th- They both made it really easy to hate Penske. Yeah. And then yes. Ryan Blaney is saving the day at the moment. Yes, absolutely. Ryan Blaney is... Very likable. Yeah. Cendric is non-existent. Yeah. And I was I forget watching he's in the two. Yeah. Watching watching that uh NASCAR documentary and getting to see Ryan Blaney a lot, it is absolutely hilarious that it is that is Colton's favorite driver. Yeah. Because they are very similar. My favorite speaking of this little thing, my favorite character from that is Denny's dad. Dude, Denny's he was dad is uh, hilarious, yeah. dude. I don't know where Denny got his personality from, but it, it ain't his dad. It wasn't his dad. <laughs> But we have a uh, 4TF fantasy on NASCAR. We have about eight eight people in it right now. Doing it again? Yeah, we're doing it again. So if anybody wants to join, go ahead and message us or comment somewhere. Everyone's welcome. We need we somebody play for else money. To win yeah, we chance. do play for money. So um, it's a twenty five buy in. I think I'm, I'm 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 gonna up it twenty five for the regular season, thirty for the champion the the playoffs. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So as long as give it more of an ante this year, I'll be happy. So a total of $55 for the year. Yeah, $55 for the year, and it's it's due at the end of the regular season and end of the playoffs. So yes. Because uh yeah, we've had some people drop out and then so if you think you know anything about NASCAR, it's out. fun. Yeah, it's, it's really fun. fun. It really kind of intrude and intrude like it, it gets you more into the, the races. It makes yes. it a little it's bit intriguing. funner to watch. And more intriguing, yeah, that's what I was looking for. Super are extra stressful. Super stressful. Just pick a bunch of Rick Ware cars because they're not going to be fast enough to get into the race. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, that's what what's some predictions on the season? Hmm. Kyle Bush wins the ship. Who are we thinking? Yeah, who are we thinking are strong? Kyle Larson gets his second championship. I'm gonna. Well, I'm always gonna say Truex, but I think who could win it? There's two. Byron and Chastain. If Chastain can get to the final four again this year, yes, I agree. I think he I was gonna win say it. we just can't have say... any Penske cars make it to the final four because they're so dang good at Phoenix. Phoenix. Agreed. I was, I was but definitely going to win this ra- win the last race yeah. of the year. Very true. Yeah, yeah. it would definitely uh, have to be Kyle Busch or, or Chastain. Regular season with. champion, though. Denny Hamlin. Okay. What do you think? I think he's... Dude, 
I think he's got a few good years left. He better do something quick if he wants something. Who do you think is going to be regular season, Austin? Regular season? Chase Elliott. I think we're going to roll with – wait, what? I said Chase Elliott, but I'm joking. Uh, absolutely not. I, I would never <laughs> – I wouldn't even I wouldn't even watch the playoffs at that point. Um I'm gonna I'm gonna go with either Chastain or Truex. Dark horse to win the championship though. Oh Chastain. Chastain, Chastain all day. I'm going with Tyler Reddick. Hey, good pick. Oh, there you go. <clears throat> so but we'll go ahead and get into the interview. And uh we're really excited to sit down with Jack. He's kind of the first from our uh our posts that we did for the junior drivers. So like we said, we're still working through all of them, scheduling out a few of them at the moment. And um, really excited to get some of the more younger guys in our sport. So here it is guys, without further ado, it's Mr. Jack Smith. So obviously, you know, with your dad's episode, uh, you know, we learned that he raced uh, with with his days in racing and things of that nature. But, uh, you know, how did that start for you? You know, what, you know, was it a conversation with him? Did you see old racing pictures from him or, you know, how how did you get into racing, man? Yeah, I mean, I know like um, when we we moved into this house probably about five years ago. And before that, we had a little bit smaller house, but like in the back in the shed, there was my dad's like old banshee or something like that, just kind of sitting in the, the corner of the shed, like the body all destroyed on it. And, uh, and one day we went to like the local track and, uh, I mean, he, he been, we've been talking about it, like going through the flags, the flags went. and, uh, he took me to the track one day and, uh, he kind of watched some races, kind of see how it went. And that was, that was the first experience with them all beef hot dogs, success stand. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and, you know, after that kind of asked me, you know, like, you know, this is something you're you're wanting to do, and I was just like, I I was like, yeah, this this looks fun, and uh, and from that point on, we started um, you know, rebuilding that banshee, and uh, we went for a few like, you know, just get me in the go kart, just like Saturday night kind of racist kind of stuff, and uh, and that that's kind of where it all started right there. So. What what caught you? What caught your eye the most? Like what 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 was like, man, this is cool. Like what what was that for you? Do you remember that? I think I think it was just like just the pure fact like just going fast. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, I feel like that that's just kind of wired how I'm wired. Just like I like going fast, like mechanical kind of stuff, and that was just you know kind of my atten- attention. So did you what did you say which track you went watch first? Uh, it was a uh, Southern Cartway. Oh, okay, gotcha. And it's Lord, pretty, pretty, yeah. this is pretty yeah. flat. But yeah, they call that Danny. That's when they talk about yeah, Danny's. Yeah, yeah Danny's. Yeah, yeah, it's a pretty flat, or uh, flat, dusty uh, track. So it, it's a good little track. Definitely, and they usually have some really good races there. A few off on the year. Uh, I know they had a yeah. big limited race here there this past year. And it had yeah, a really the, good turnout. Um, the showdown. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. So, like, I mean, did you like NASCAR dirt car, like late model sprint cars prior to? any of this uh yeah yeah i'm, I'm definitely in nascar i um uh, you know i kind of got out of it over the years just kind of you know just how they're doing stuff but um 
but I like watching like the older kind of style where you know the battles between the uh, the manufacturers like Ford and Chevy and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. You can just I, say I you like to hear the X pipe. That's all. You, you yeah. Should... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I feel you on that, man. I stopped watching when uh, Jimmy Jimmy Johnson started winning five in a row. <laughs> so it was very boring to watch. <laughs> Respect him yeah. now, but at the time when it was happening, man, it was not fun to watch at all. Yeah. It's like when Alabama goes on a tear, Kansas with Kansas City going on a tear right now. It's like getting flashbacks to Tom Brady. Exactly. Yeah, I know you start hearing like rumors like if it's scripted or not. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody was telling me they were like, Oh, here we go. Here comes Patrick Mahomes going down. I was like, You just wait. I got money on that. Yeah. There's a reason I put money on, on the cheese. All right. So well, who's your? Who would you say is your biggest role model, inspiration? Who taught you the most? And yeah, I, yeah, I have to say my dad. Like ever since day one, it's just like, like just just learn about you know how how the go kart works, you know what adjustments to make, when to make them, and um, you know kind of like track conditions and all this kind of stuff. Like you know he'll just hit me with like a like a chassis or like a test or something like that and have me take it, and um. And like he still does it now. Like we'll, we ride on the truck the way to school, and he'll just start asking me questions about like caster and stuff. And uh, and then like you know even you know one times are tough, and like you know we can't find speed or something like that, and we're we're slow at the racetrack. He'll always you know be like, well, you just you got to embrace the pain, kind of, and you got to love um the pain, and that I mean that's how you grow through through the pain and all that stuff. So I, I think I'd have to say he was probably the biggest inspiration in my career. Definitely. And I don't think we talked about this on David's episode, but, um, you know, you said your dad's go, your dad's last, your dad's last go-kart was the Banshee, right? That was. Yeah. 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 Th- yeah that was the last one. Yeah. And so, you know, you got into it, I'd say probably about what, 2009, I forgot that we've been in that 2009, 10-ish or a little bit after uh, that? No. Yeah. I was born in 2008. Oh, wow. so, yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Now, I'm sorry. 15. So I got into it like a little bit later than a lot of the kids. I started in, 2018 so i mean a lot of the kids have been racing for 10 years i've only been doing it for about six years and uh so well i mean man that's that blows my mind man you were born yeah i gotta i I gotta catch myself (laughs) yeah (laughs) i'm sorry Bob. but uh you know like kind of like that because your dad because the game was really different from when your dad kind of started uh when your dad finished to when you got back in it i mean the game was totally different so y'all kind of learned again together like your dad had basics of what to do but y'all had to learn again together not to mention that banshee man that was not i'm not gonna say it was it was outdated (laughs) compared to what we got now back in the day that banshee was yeah it was very good yeah yeah that i mean yeah me and my dad we kind of talk about a lot like my sibling like how when we started when i started in like red plate and stuff like we, we were we were just learning like we we didn't we didn't really know like tires and stuff because back in the day they used to like dunk it and like fuel or something like that yeah and now we we're, we're all running like maxis back then and they had like all different types of tire compounds bridgestone and, uh, like and some the, things that aren't even in go-kart racing anymore yeah yeah and like you know now like my youngest sibling he's about to get into it and like he's just i feel like he's gonna have you know a lot more success and like replate and stuff because i mean he's got one all of our knowledge that we've already you know went through and all the data and stuff um from my dad's company car speeds uh you know definitely you y'all walk so he could run you know <laughs> yeah absolutely uh so so you said you're 15 now man that means you're gonna be in the seniors pretty soon mm, yeah um 
the, yeah, this year we, we ran a few races, um, adult class last year. We ran the showdown, um, in adult class, we ran light and medium. And, uh, this year we're going to try our, our main class is still going to be junior three, but we're, um, we're still, we're going to try to fit some uh, adult classes here and there. And then by November, with my birthday, we're just from then on next year, that's all going to be adult classes. Gotcha. So do you notice a difference between like you say your junior competitors versus the stock stuff? Uh, well, yeah, just in like the engine itself, it's got way more like, um, acceleration and closing speed. So that's something you got to get used to. And just like the competition, like the, the adults, they, they just think way, uh, they think ahead where the junior drivers, most of them, they're, you know, reaction instead of like, um, what's like, going like on right in front of them. Yeah. 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 So, um, it's definitely a different, you know, you kind of, kind of got to drive a little bit different with the adults because they're, they're, they're thinking, you know, a lot better than the junior drivers are. So you got to drive them at a higher level than you would the, the junior driver. Absolutely, man. And and that comes with experience, you know? Yeah. yeah. And, and I don't really, it is a junior thing, but I think it's more of a seat time thing. You know, right, right, the right. more you're around something, the better you can learn it. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. you know, and it's crazy, you know, like some of the people that you'll race with, I, and I, I think it's crazy sometimes, you know, you, you watch some of these kids that, you know, just getting into the senior division, kind of like you, Jack, is, you know, when you were born, they'd already been doing it for 15 years, you know, you're yeah. 15 years, yeah, you know, so they're that's something big to digest about that it's like yeah and so it's way longer than I have. It, it could be a little intimidating but if you take the challenge and really work towards it you know it's something to really build off of and and just right, kind of right. just mental noting everything you see somebody do something like that's that's you like the way that looks or just talking to people it really helps are you yeah i think i think that's that's a big area having like a open mind and not being scared to ask somebody for help like you know how to drive this line or stuff like that you see this kid right here, man? So he's he's younger than me, and he, growing up, every time you get off the track, he's always asking questions. Like, yeah, eh, Sometimes way too many. Way too many. <laughs> but, I mean, he turned out to be a very good driver, you know, and very smart. Yeah, and, and like sometimes like on the way home from the racetrack, I, I ask my dad, like, you know, is there like somebody I can improve in my line? You know, because we're always trying to make the go-kart better, but if, if I'm not driving a great line, then – we're not going to get better if I'm the one slowing the cart down. So, you know, I kind of have to drive a great line, you know, to be able to maximize the go-kart. And that's, that's where you can definitely differentiate yourself. Like we even now, like, you know, I'm 25 chances, 33, you know, and like when we were at Tunica the other day, you know, my dad was like, Hey, like we missed pole by this much. Like what's wrong? Like what else we got to do? I was like, no, that was on me. Like I, I drove yeah, it yeah. to the center a little deeper, you know, and just being able to, 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 no mentally note it but even if you have somebody to tell you that but a lot of times like drivers know like you might not be able to see it on the racetrack but you'll feel it in the go-kart that you you might have pushed it a little too hard or you didn't push it hard enough or you might have had a little bit more in the go-kart um so yeah that's just uh you know sometimes you can get another tenth or two out of the go-kart by just the guy in the seat you know yeah i think that's a really big part is being honest you know especially like me and my dad like he when he asked me how the go-kart is like and like why why we're off i'm not going to tell him oh it's the go-kart's fault you know like i, I messed up around this turn so mm -hmm. he noticed that um that it wasn't the go-kart's fault it was more of my fault and the, just um being honest so like when he goes and looks at I, I don't think there's been one time where he's went and looked at the data and compared it to what i said and them two have been different like normally what i tell him is what he sees in the data and i think that just builds a level of trust between you know well, one, me and my dad, and then and bigger crews, like, 
the driver and the crew chief and stuff like that. Definitely. And so this is going to kind of roll into the next question though, but um, you, it, we've been talking about learning and things of that nature, but just in your career right now that you've been through and done, uh, what, what would you say is probably your biggest learning curve? Uh, probably the biggest learning curve was, um, I would have to say like, like how, how I'm wired is like, dude, if you put me in a go-kart, I want to push that thing as hard as I can and push it, uh, you know, maybe, maybe too hard. Like sometimes like that, that was a big thing for me is like, I would, I just, I would push it way too hard sometimes and like, you know, put it in the fence because I was pushing <laughs> too hard or like, I'll get, I'll get behind somebody and notice that I'm catching them and I'll start pushing the go-kart harder because I'm, I'm getting excited about it. Mm-hmm. You know, catching up to them and uh and i just think having to tame myself from you know not getting excited you know staying consistent with my line with where i'm letting off at and dragging the brake and this kind of stuff i think that was a that was probably a big part in uh in my driving yeah I, you know growing up i watched a lot of junior races and I, I noticed that a lot in the junior divisions like say say we're at a state race like I, I don't know who it was I remember he never won a state race and he was the fastest cart but he would just he would get s- such a huge run and he would throw it away every single lap because yeah. he was just overdriving it you know if he would have stayed patient he would have won like yeah. he, there was no one that was anywhere near his speed and, and I, I felt like that is a big junior thing you know just patience yeah patience yeah, yeah, is yeah. definitely yeah, cause if you like if you watch a lot of the adult races you'll notice that like you know, second place might be faster than first place, but if they, if it's only lap five, you'll notice that second place just sits there on first place bumper and rides them to about lap fifteen and then passes them, mm-hmm. and not pass them immediately. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, and I, I feel like I had the same kind of problem, and sometimes I suffer from it too because, like, you're just trying to find them, like, but like we're going to, you know, as a driver, you're trying to get the most out of the go kart, trying to trying to just get everything you can out of it to know that it's not you in the seat. You got to make adjustments on either tires or the go-kart, but sometimes and, and different stuff, different, different driving styles go for different people. Sometimes slower makes it go faster and, and yeah, it yeah. sounds crazy, but yeah, it's sometimes if you just back it up a hair and don't drive it so hard, you'll be able to cut it off yeah. the corner or you'll be able to roll through the corner a lot better or something of that nature. And I kind of relate to your point of, you know, you're running down first place. I used to do this as a kid, you know, I'd run down first place and, and, and take the lead. And then I would lose my entire mind on, <laughs> like, I just ran them down and then I get in the lead and I'm missing marks and everything like that. Just overthinking that I'm leading and not doing what got me into this position and just ride out. You get, yeah, you definitely. Get so excited. I, yeah, I do. I do that a lot. Sometimes I'll be on like I racing or something like that. And I'll, I'll get in the lead and just, like, I'll just miss my mark like one time or something like that just like, and i think that's that's also another reason why you know i enjoy doing the i racing it gets you know gets my mind used to being under pressure and, and lead stuff like that and even even though we're not actually in the good car or in the car i still you know kind of get that same feeling you know that's that's a good point that you brought up i racing i feel like that's not talked about enough in our community you're like yeah we're not racing go-karts on i racing but it helps with a lot of it's a lot of more mental training. It, it's yeah, mental yeah, training yeah. That, that's kind of sure. what my dad, my dad was, you know, trying to say to me is like, like it's not gonna help with like, you know, trying to pass people, but like more of like the yeah the mental side of it. Like if they do this, I'm gonna do this. If they slide high, you know where to go, when to do it, and that kind of stuff. Yeah, thinking before it happens, not after it happens. 
Yeah, I mean, it, it could help with passing a little bit. I mean, like setting up passes out in go karting, we only have one lane, so it's hard to set up. Yeah, it's on a very much smaller scale of setting up to pass because yeah. there's there's an edge of no grip, you know. And I also think it helps kind of like uh, you know, kind of like I talked about is like getting the most out of the car, but figuring out what's the fastest way in the car, because you can, I mean, even especially in the fixed setup races, it's all about who can get around the track the fastest. Yeah. Everything's the same. You can't change anything. Um, and you know, learning like, okay, I pushed it too hard right there. Let's back, let's see what works and you can try different things and really kind of figure out what works for you. You know? Yeah. I think that's why I like running like the fixed setup kind of races a little bit more than the open setups because like, I can really hone in my driving more than the the car setup. You know, yeah. like like if if this one driver is a half time faster than me, I know it's not because you know the, the car setup. The car setup is exactly the same. It's you know maybe how they're letting off you know fifteen feet sooner than I am, and that's they're just, a half a car length up yeah, in entering yeah, the corner. Yeah. You know, right? Yeah. Yes, that that's what I. If someone's faster than me in my lobby, I'm gonna watch his replay for sure. <laughs> I study those replays, <laughs> but yeah, another thing back to iRacing, I, I don't know about you guys, but it, when I was heavy in iRacing, I noticed my consistency on the track, like go-karting was way better. Like I, I could yeah. focus, it, it trained me to focus yeah. on my marks and stuff, you know, and really dial in. Yeah. Yeah, no, it, especially now I got, I got a VR for Christmas. So you, oh geez, so you're really in it. Like, yeah. It's cool. Like it really brings a whole nother of like realism to it. Oh yeah, makes you feel like you're like right there at the car. I love the VR, man. The first time I put mine on, I was just I was just looking around like this is so (laughs) awesome. (laughs) Yeah, it's pretty trippy. I've done that before. Like in the game, there's like a table right there, but but like in in real life, there's not a table. I've like dropped dashboard. (laughs) There's like a table or something. Yeah. With one of the most iconic names in the karting industry leading the team, Chavis Racing Products is the premier karting and body seat manufacturer in the country. Whether you're looking for a kart body, seat, or fairing, our friends at Chavis Racing Products will have you looking and feeling best behind the wheel. With over 15 years of experience in the karting industry, Chavis Racing Products delivers time and time again with their quality and customer service. With three different bodies to choose from, seat sizes ranging from Rookie to 2XL, and their newest carbon fiber options, they are always thinking of new and innovative ways to improve comfort and performance for racers. To find out more, go check them out online on Facebook and their website, ShavisRacingProducts.net, or give the shop a call at 706-840-1886. When you reach out, be sure to let them know that the guys at Vortex and Fuel sent you. So, uh, what would you say is your biggest strength in, in racing? Uh, probably, um, I'd have to say, like, you know, especially after my dad you know he's kind of taught me this is is learning from from losses learning why why we lost and that kind of stuff and um and yet like like i said earlier embracing embracing the struggle and that kind of stuff because i mean like if if we just won all the time then we would never you know figure out how to get how to get better and like where i can improve at as a driver you know where our tire program can improve at and uh and stuff like that yeah, I feel like winning all the time is nice, but um, you know, I, I that happened to me. <clears throat> I would we had we had took one year when my brother was uh, as senior year of football, and we just ran local, and we you know not saying anything, but we did very well, and so, and we had to put minimal effort into it, 
And then, um, you know, we got back into it strong and we we're like, oh yeah, blah, this, blah, that. And then we realized that we were behind the eight ball because we were so lackadaisical for one year and it just put yeah, us yeah. so far behind. So having the competition and challenge, you need to, you know, like you said, embrace that, you know, sometimes, sometimes getting your stuff kicked in is, is really good for, for your, your competitive side to really make you grind it out and, and figure out yeah, why. Uh, yeah, because I mean, we we could go racing at Southern like every every um like every Saturday night race they had, and like we we're gonna we're gonna win um but that's not really we're not gonna get better like we're gonna pack it in the trailer, and that week we're gonna be like we we did we we did good we're just gonna do the same thing and not you know see like how we can get better and stuff like that and you know running these big races you know like like going to like nationals or like a a goat race or something like that and like. You, you know you might might finish third but we were a tenth off that kind of um you know kind of for well not forces you but but allows you to look at like you know the data and see where where we can get faster at you know like this gear might might have been better or this you know if we would have wiped one more wipe on the tires we might have been this this better and stuff like that definitely i uh very important notebook yeah. big notebook guy yeah <laughs> i got i got one of those that was I was going through my notes, man. That thing went so far back. I was like, damn, I remember these races. Yeah, I found my dad's after the house flooded. I ended up finding it and uh, it was pretty cool because my dad had all like the timesheets from like Tunica, Batesville, Tulsa Shootout. Just cool stuff. Yeah, if, if, if you walk into a trailer, we got like three binders that are like that thick. <laughs> yeah. notes. And then we have like a whole like like Google spreadsheet that we have like a Google form that we go through and just add all the notes and stuff like that. That's awesome. It's- Better back up that hard drive. That's <laughs> why we got on paper. Yeah. So, um, you know, where does the significance of uh, the number forty six come from? I mean, to be honest, it's just like my my dad when uh, when he got into racing. I'm not not really sure where he got it from, but he uh, uh, he just chose number forty six. I think I think it was like his um, my great grandfather and uh, his grandpa's like i think it was his anniversary or something like that really and um yeah it was, it was in like a rocket red color and that's just ever well that's what we stuck with like if, yeah. if you've noticed like mo- most of the um, the paint schemes on our, our bodies most of the um, 46 are all like some kind of red yeah and uh things like that yeah i was looking on your dad's facebook for pictures and stuff after he had sent us some but you had an lto and it was completely red <laughs> Yeah, I know. Yeah, we got that. Uh, I mean, that was a while ago. Yeah. Think back. Yeah, the LCO, we had it like clear coated the frame, and then everything else was red. And, like I had like I had a red suit, uh, red gloves, all this stuff. So the nickname Jack. Where did that come from? Who gave you that? Yeah, me and my dad. We were, we were talking about this earlier today. Uh, so apparently it came from my mom. She, I don't know. She she got this like. She started like saying like Jack Attack or something like that when I was younger, <laughs> and then I played soccer before I got into racing, and that that's just what she called me. And so then when we got into racing, it said that on my we got like the um, like my first jacket. We put like the last name on the back and uh, and like Jack Attack right here on the uh, chest, in front of it. Yeah, on the chest, and that that's just kind of stuck, you know, stuck with it. I have it on the the suit, and then my other jacket just says Jack Attack on it. 
having nicknames is never a bad thing. Sometimes. Yeah, no. Yeah, and, uh, that's what every, every time I go to the racetrack, my dad only sizes me up to put Jack attacks. So then, so when you look on race monitor, that's what yeah. <laughs> that's cool. I always like when people put nicknames on race monitor yeah. and stuff. It's pretty cool. I never really got a nickname. I mean, I was called Leprechaun a few times. <laughs> I didn't like that one too much. <laughs> yeah, I get called that at school. <laughs> yeah. So, man, um, you know, you talked about. Your just now your leather jacket that you won, I believe, it was this past year, correct? Or the yep. yep. And so, um, what what would you say? And it can be multiple. Um, you know, no matter if you know the money amount, uh, just special to you, especially you and your dad. Like, what what would you say is your your special most special wins? Uh, yeah, definitely. So I think not not last year but the year before that we won the backyard series uh, for mm -hmm. junior two so we got a leather jacket and then um you know thank lord good lord jesus last year we won junior three backyard series so we got an another jacket coming that's awesome and then i think it was last year we were at it was it was a backyard race and we were um it was at tri-county and just all day we just we just kind of mediocre not really running too good and uh and I, in the second qualifying you know, it started up the engine, and the engine was, like, sputtering real bad, so we never got to qualify. I started shotgun on the field. And uh, we we bolted the set of tires on for that second race. And, uh, and dude, that, I think that was probably the most memorable race. It was, like, we came from, I think, fifth or 13 or 14th on the field, and by halfway, we were leading, leading the race. Awesome. I think that was just, like, that, that was probably one of my favorite wins. Not necessarily the biggest one, but just my favorite one because that just felt so rewarding coming from last on the field and not, not just leading it, just coming um, from last on the field and at halfway leading it. Yeah. And yeah. I think we ended up winning that race by like a straightaway or something like that. It was just like, it was a great feeling. That's, that's like, yeah, that's like one of them days where like, what else can go wrong? And the, the good Lord's yeah. like, watch this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. I, that's uh yeah, it's always when, and when you're like super fast like that and you know it, that's when it's really fun. <laughs> I know. Like, Man, I I couldn't turn down fast enough to pass the leaders. It was just like <laughs> coming out of the turn, couldn't turn down fast enough. That's awesome. That that's a good feeling, man. Like when it just sticks, uh -huh. you know. Oh man, good times. Yeah, especially, especially that first lap, taking the green flag. You, had you know, the, you know, coming out of turn yeah, four, you, like you're you're running through one and two, and you're like, all right, that felt all right. And then you get hit three and four, and you're like, all right, we got a piece here. Yeah, like like a funny thing is like, um. Because each race is twenty laps, so like, it, there was like fourteen people. So like every lap, I never got a good line going into the three and four. So when I got into lead, I didn't know how the go kart was gonna react. Me going, you know, like a normal line in three and four. Because every lap, I was running low into three and four because it was under somebody. So I was kind of like, like I, I hope I don't like, like just hit the fence right now because I'm, <laughs> I'm running a different line or something like. That. So yeah, well, we pretty much all have them. Uh, what is a crazy or a funny story that you're either at the track or headed to the track, headed home from the track? Uh, so I got, I had like two of them. So the first one, we were heading to the track. I, we just got out the neighborhood and uh, we had pulled onto the highway or something like that. And it's just like a big like thud and uh, in the trailer. So we pulled over, we came, looked in the trailer and we have like, we have, instead of using air, we use nitrogen to fill up our, um, tires and the the nitrogen yeah. tank like pulled pulled out the wall and hit the ground oh and, my like, gosh dude that was like 
um, it, it was almost like kind of like surreal, like holy crap, that that could have done something if that that cat would have blown off. Yeah, that went um, right through the trailer wall yeah. to the road. <laughs> yeah, and good, like it was probably about like a foot and a half away from the go kart, so that would have fell on the go kart without ruining the whole night. Yeah, just turn right around, go back, put everything yeah. up, and just call it a night. <laughs> um, and then the second one, uh, I believe I was in junior two running with the LTO. Mm-hmm. And uh, my best friend Everett, he was he was running behind me in, in practice, and uh, and just all of a sudden, about three laps in, I was just like, man, I've, I've never felt this feeling before. Like, you know, like yeah, I I felt a lot of feelings go for. I felt it, you know, push, lose, full wheel drift, and all. I was like, man, I've never felt this this feeling before. And uh, and my dad, like after about three laps, my dad just like violently weighs me in. <laughs> and I I get out the go kart, look back, and my right rear is gone. <laughs> I was just running like three laps without a right rear, <laughs> so it it that was like kind of crazy. Like, dang, I was running three laps with just just a left rear. <laughs> That's awesome. like, no I guess being, felt so weird. I, I guess being that young, you don't realize. You're just like, man, the go kart kind of feels funny. We need to bolt a better set on. Well, you need to bolt all of them on. <laughs> yeah, you, you would have yeah. known if the left rear was gone, though. It, yes. Dude, and then at the the showdown, uh, not too long ago, we we got a new go kart and we were. It was like first first time out with it, and uh, dude, that there was just like so much stuff going wrong that day. Like in practice, um, you know the clamshells on top of the um, the rear bearings for the axle that hold the axle yeah. um, to the go kart. The right rear one had came off, so every time I go into the turn, the right rear would, like pick <laughs> up, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, dude, like, I, I feel like I'm like sitting like all the way on top of the right rear every time I go in the turn. Got like a shot board. going on back there. Yeah, like, I've <laughs> never, never felt this, this feeling again. Like, same time, I've never felt this feeling before. And, uh, it came off, and that was exactly what happened. And then when we got, when we got, when we finally found a, a new one to put on, because it was on practice. So, I mean, we weren't going to let the, the whole day be ruined by that. Um, we, I went and tightened that one. I checked the other one. The the left side one was loose too. So I was like, dude, if that would have came off, the whole axle would have been flying off. <laughs> Just dragging yeah. the rear. Uh, yeah, I've never seen that one before. Jeez, that is, yeah, I never, I never had one of those little, the 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 clamps come off the uh, <clears throat> off the the rear axle. They've came loose. I've had them come loose to where like the axle can move a little bit, but yeah, but yeah. Whew, coming off that's yeah i, I don't want to feel that yeah bad. i don't the only thing that have been saving you would have been the chain if the other one would have came off yeah i know i wouldn't trust that too much no no me neither <laughs> yeah no because i'm chain is man yeah those cost me a few races yeah same <laughs> yeah so um you know your dad david smith is uh, owner of cart speed solutions um yeah. and you know We've seen, you know, if, if anybody, everybody's seen on Facebook, you know, you're getting really into it. He'll put you, you know, mm. put you on YouTube, you know, teaching you, learning. You're kind of doing some diagnostics on your own kind of uh, micron yourself to, to really get into it. Yep. But uh, what in, what intrigued you to uh, start doing this kind of work with your dad? Uh, probably just like, you know, that nobody in carding has this kind of technology, especially when we first came out with it. And it's like... um. It kind of kind of feels like you have like an advantage over the people like like you know we we can come back from the um off the track and we can kind of pull it up and look at it and um I think just just using being able to use that tool as a way to get faster and um just just pick up sorry um pick up some time around the racetrack I think that was really what intrigued me and um and you know crazy story about the uh, 
the data. We uh we were at, we were at Southern one time and we like looked at the data. Man, like we're pulling like like sixty six hundred um RPMs. Like man, we we got to drop some teeth. And we we look at the data before we change it. And um uh what do you call it? There was a bump going into one and two. Mm-hmm. And the RPMs would spike right there at the bump, and then they go back to normal. So we like you know we didn't change the gear um because of that so like if we if we would have changed the gear then we would have been you know completely off um so i was given like a false max rpm yeah 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 just because like we'd hit the bump and the go-kart come off the ground for a quick second and the the engine yeah it's it's some cool stuff when your dad was talking to us about it man it was uh it was very 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 interesting to know that there's something like that in our sport that can just excel really everybody and anybody yeah and uh i yeah, I think my dad said this in, uh, in his episode. You know, like if if all these NASCAR teams and uh, F1 teams and all of them are spending millions of dollars putting um, stuff in into this data, like it's got it's got to there's got to be some something to it. Definitely. Um, so I think that's definitely what drove car speed to be you know what car speed is. Definitely. Yeah, I mean, I just think it's crazy what technology has come to, man, and. Hats off to you guys for learning, learning it, you know, because like your dad yeah. said, he taught himself pretty much. Mm-hmm. He, yeah, like, well, he called a AIM or whatever, Micron, and kind of talked to them yeah, a little like, bit. But it, yeah, it was like um, for about three months, I like, come downstairs every night and he's like either like falling asleep or like watching, you know, how to look at like interpret the data and stuff like that on YouTube where, you know, the AIM guys, they've posted that on YouTube trying to you know, show people how to do it. And he, he was just like watching hundreds of videos, just learning how to do it and stuff like that. Just trying to get better. That's all you yeah, can do. Yep, yep. So, you know, another question and you kind of, kind of put in a little bit of a, an answer for it uh, <clears throat> just now, but what's your favorite part about it? What the business, what, like, what's your favorite part about doing it? Uh, my favorite part. I would say like probably my favorite part is, it hasn't happened right now, but it's like, you know, could happen. We're thinking about making like a chassis or something like that. And so I think, I think, you know, in the near, like right now it is pulling data and looking at how to get faster. But I think, you know, in the near future, in the next few years, um, maybe, you know, trying to design a chassis, you know, ourselves that we, you know, we can take all the mistakes that we found from other chassis companies, you know, like, um, and stuff like that and just make like one, go-kart with all the good you know stuff on it and take uh, the good of everything and yeah, make yeah, it yeah. mesh together yeah yeah or or have like you know go-karts that are specifically designed for one track you know like if this track doesn't have a whole bunch of bite you know we'll run a go-kart with like 060 tubing in and that's really soft and inflexible you know if we have like a really high bite and racetrack and we'll go with like a 095 you know tubing um, go-kart and stuff like yeah. that yeah yeah basically a car driven by data yeah cart driven by data i like yeah, that there's this slogan tell, tell your dad we got the slogan going already <laughs> so uh how do you prepare for a race man like shop time travel um you know usually you know sunday we unload the trailer we would have done it today but it's uh been raining all day and then um you know just through the week you know cleaning the stuff that I feel like that's a big thing that a lot of teams miss out on, especially the small ones, is just cleaning your stuff. Like, like even it, like we clean our we clean the go karts uh, with like a pressure washer. 
I mean, mm-hmm. you ain't got that, like, with just a hose, like, that just makes all the difference, just washing that dirt off and drying. Because over time, then that stuff builds up, and it really makes me, like, cringe sometimes when you get to the track. And, you know, practicing started yet, and people people's go-karts are dirty. They look like they, they'd already ran, like, 100 laps or something like that. <laughs> they did and, two um, weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, also, too, with, like, the bearings and stuff, you know, keep keeping them keeping the good too because if, if we're gonna you know put the time in to go racing and try to get every ounce of speed out i mean there's you know you need the go-kart to roll good down the straightaway if the bearings are not going to work then you, you're not going to go nowhere when, when it tries to roll and Absolutely. um yeah and just just stuff like that just just keeping keeping your stuff clean that that's a really big aspect i feel like people you know um overlook that and uh you know Definitely. It's a maintenance is super key. That's how you, uh, yeah. that's how you keep from things failing and keep variables out of it. Absolutely. Oh, I didn't even realize Austin was in here. <laughs> yeah. I, I just jumped in. Hey man, I'm Austin, by the way. Hey, um, how are you doing? Yeah. I just got able to hop in lost track of time trying to put my daughter down, but rolling into the next question here. Um, speaking of preparing for the races, getting everything ready to go, was there any hiccups in learning to prepare for all of that? You know, working on the cart, making sure everything was tightened down, scaled out, everything was straight, ready to go. You could basically unload both tires and hit the track. Was there any problems that came with that? Uh, yeah. So what I was just telling them is like at um at Southern for the showdown, one of the um the clamshells that that holds the um the axle, the rear axle to the go kart. Um, I guess we just didn't, you know, double check that it was tight and it came loose in practice. And so my right rear was like moving up and down when I go into the turn. And I think that's a you know, really big thing. You got to check and make sure all of uh, your bolts and nuts and stuff like that are tight. And especially like at the racetrack, you know, you might change the gear. So you got to loosen up the engine um, and slide it back. And, uh, and, you know, people, you might get caught up because a lot of stuff going on the racetrack. You might get caught up and not fully tighten down the engine. And, um, that, I mean, stuff like that can cost you a race and, um, you know, just take the extra time, extra 10 minutes to go over the go-kart. And like, we, we did this, you know, like the last thing before we, uh, push it into the, um, the trailers, we just run through all the bolts, like and the tie rods and stuff like that, just to make sure that, um, that nothing's going to come, come loose and, um, you know, you know, basically kill our chance of winning that race. Jack, you could have just could just called me out and said my name, man. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say you could have just called us out, man. <laughs> Ted Tunica, man. We um, like you said, a lot of stuff was going on. We um, I was it was just me and my dad. And we usually it's just we usually have help, and I was changing oil, air filter, spark plug, and gear all at once. Mm-hmm. And I had changed the gear, put everything back on, hand tightened the rear gear, set the chain, changed the all oh spark plug. Changed the air filter, changed oil, never went back and got the gear guard guard. And as soon as we took the green flag, we went and boom, the rear <laughs> the rear yeah, sprocket yeah, yeah. blew up. <laughs> yeah. I so yeah, it's very important. Of, I am to a victim of self-inflicted wounds. I actually had an entire season of that. Hmm. Um it was pretty I rough. Kept I, that to I was, yeah, I mean, I I'm not hiding it, you know. With the group chat, I was the DNF king. Thankfully, I've passed that down to Jacob now. Um, <laughs> I mean, he should get the DNS or do not start. Anyways, 
Um, just rolling off of that and learning from the mistakes. Do you have any advice for for kids who are you know starting to get into racing or starting to finally kind of take over preparing the cart and getting it ready for race day? What what do you have for them? Uh, probably probably just you know pay attention to detail, um, stuff like that. Like I was saying, like cleaning the go kart and stuff like this. Like um, like we in our race shop, we got like a box of Q tips that we use and um. When we're breaking down the axle, like we'll go through every keyhole, clean that stuff out, and just make sure there's no junk in that. And I would have to say, you know, if you have somebody teaching you, just to, to listen to them, listen to what they're saying. Because if you miss a step in the process, that could, you know, throw it all off. Um, Forget to put a key like in or something like that. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Mm. Oh. I think a good thing would be uh, some kind of checklist, too. I think that's, you know, just when you're starting to learn, a little checklist would help. Never hurts. Yeah, yeah, especially the first time doing it. Um, also like when I, when I tear like specifically for the axle, I'll take, I'll take all that stuff off the axle, except for the, um, the, um, brake rotor and the, um, sprocket, the gear hub. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I'll, I'll take it when I take it off, I'll lay it on like a rag in order. I took it off. So like when you slide it on, you have everything back mm -hmm. in order like it was. So you don't have like, uh, um, a lock collar on the other side of something that wasn't supposed to be there. And then, you know. And when you have a failure, like a, a little um, set through gets loose and, you know, that could destroy your whole weekend and stuff like that. Absolutely. <laughs> Definitely. And so this is kind of, um, you know, I guess we're kind of running the same thing. But, you know, uh, one thing we didn't get to talk about is like, when when did you start working on your own stuff? Like, was that something you wanted to do or is that was something your dad wanted you to, to uh, start? you know, learning about it, get more immersive into your program? Yeah. Yeah. I would say like, um, I, I'd probably say after about the first few months, you know, of us going racing, um, you know, my dad, you know, like there's, there's a lot of teams where, um, you know, the driver will be, especially with the junior drivers, like the driver will be, um, you know, at, at its house, like doing something, but the go-kart is with somebody completely else getting you know maintenance on and worked on and especially with the tires like a lot a lot of the front front runners like they they got people to do their tires but i mean when when you ask them about it they don't really know nothing about the tires and i think that's a that's a big thing is is you know working on your own stuff and and um stuff like that because when we get you know a little bit older in the adult classes um and eventually the people doing their tires are not gonna do their tires no more they're not going to know what to do. So I think, I think I really had to appreciate my dad, um, you know, put me through the grind of learning, you know, uh, play with the chassis, but, um, with the tires too, like, you know, all the, um, all the stuff about the tires. So when I grow up and I start racing on my own, I don't have to, you know, rely on someone to do my tires. I can go racing, you know, um, you know, by myself or something and, and know what to do. Definitely. And, and, you know, you being such a young age, you know, like what have, what have you figured out that's been kind of, uh, you know, working with, I know you do some, you know, you do tire work and stuff like that. You know, what's been, what's been some, some things that, you know, that have kind of, you've had to like learn over time. I know, I know just the whole aspect of prep and everything, but you know, it's, it's very important to keep organized of, you know, what tires has what, you know, yeah, just yeah. staying labeled and everything of that nature, you know? So like, what was that process like for you? Um, I, I well, I, I really like, and we got this idea from Austin Banker. He's got like, where if you look on all of his tires, like they got like dots on them 
you know, to show like, you know, like a full dot is, you know, 20 laps for getting on this tire. Half dot is 15 laps. And I, I think just keeping track of how much you've, um, how much laps you put on a tire and stuff like that, because a heat cycle can completely change how a tire reacts and, um, and things like that. But I, I'd have to say what was, uh, um, probably, probably one of the things I had to get used to was, um, size and tires, like just the way I'm wired. I'm like, when I look at like a, uh, a tape measure, you know, um, or just like stagger and stuff like that, like mm -hmm. adding fractions and stuff like that. I don't know. I'm just not that good at it. So especially at the racetrack, doing that quick, you can't, you can't sit there for 10 minutes trying to figure it out. That's got to be like a 30 second, like, you know, you check it, we're done, put it on the go-kart kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's, um, it's important to keep the stagger in the tires. Uh, like we'll, we'll check when we, we'll let them sit for a little set. We'll let all the air out, let them sit for a second check them scale and then they're getting air back in and the left rear is taking the valve stem out and they're getting yeah. the thrust in the trailer so it's uh it's really important because you know it's hard to really grow stagger uh you know two hours before you're supposed to be hitting the racetrack mm -hmm. so a lot of home yeah. prep is is key you know that's where races are won is at home yep yep, yep. um yeah like um you know this past weekend before we went to liberty like dude that that's all it was out in the shop just you know, pounding tires with prep, you know, trying, trying to work ahead. So, so the tires work. So sometimes you get to the racetrack where you, you can't wipe a tire at the racetrack because you'll be slow, but you have to have a tire that was wiped um, a few days prior that the chemical was sunken into the tire. And then that's, what's going to be fast. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely, um, definitely that was part of the learning curve when we we're going to Talladega and stuff, you know, you just can't wipe when you get there, you, you show up yeah, yeah. and, and you, it's just the, the learning, uh, <clears throat> of new dirt and stuff because we hadn't been out there in a forever yeah, especially around here man we don't we don't have the tracks like you y'all do out there man. everything's crug and goat that's, that's <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. Just, it's super aggressive around yeah, these that, that's that's how it was this past week i mean it was just pound and goat like that that's all it was man it was just i i'm that was the most i've ever wiped uh gold in my life it was just well i must have done like like 30 rounds of that that ground and just like the whole trailer just smells horrible. oh yeah that's a good oh story. yeah that's because that yeah. ain't coming out your clothes a <laughs> couple wash cycles and it'll come out dude, but, but I, I know a lot of people like say that the goat is the worst smell but dude if, if you ever smell black bite i don't know if you smell that drunk but that's mm -hmm. stinky oh my that's god some pretty I, tough I stuff too yeah. yeah so what are some goals for your racing <laughs> career do you do you see see yourself in karting forever um, you know, like, you know, as I've gotten, um, you know, a uh, higher skill level and driving and stuff like that, I'm hoping, you know, to move up the ranks, you know, maybe get into like a, a late model or street soccer, like in, in a car or something like that. And then, you know, hopefully over time, you know, by the goodwill of Jesus, you know, work up, um, you know, and possibly have, you know, a uh, seat in Cup or Arca or, so, or something like that, something to do with that with a big team, and um, you know that I I feel like that's that's definitely where where it's heading. So um, so yeah, I got, you. and and we don't have this in the questions, but I, I feel like we should ask our juniors what do you have a I don't want to sound cheesy when I say what do you want to be when you grow up, but like. <laughs> did you <laughs> is there like a is there like an end goal to where you'd be like i yeah. did what i wanted i did I, I accomplished what i set out to do you know uh probably 
yeah, probably like well, just saying, just just to get into a car. Yeah. You because know, you know a lot of the kids that are in a car, you know, their family's got you know millions of dollars, so they just you know buy a team, put them in a car. But um, you know, but I I feel like that that kind of takes away from it from like the work ethic and that kind of stuff. You really got to be able to put in the work, um, to get that end goal. Um, so definitely, and um. You know, you talked about the you know, building a chassis and stuff of like that. But um, is there any goals working with your dad and cart speed? Uh, yeah, that was that was probably probably one one of the bigger goals is um, and we talked about this like long before cart speed was a thing. That that was kind of kind of a dream of ours is to get you know make make our own chassis and stuff like that. And that that was probably that was a pretty big deal. And uh, I, I think that would be, you know, very accomplishing to get to a point where we're manufacturing chassis. Yeah, that'd be be awesome. Yeah, that'd be huge. So we have our rapid fire segment that we do. It's five questions and you pick. Um, as long as you just don't pick Joey Logano. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. That's a joke from when we had Matt on last week. He shocked uh he shocked all of us on the podcast saying Joey Logano was his favorite. <laughs> uh Jack's not smiling, so it might be his answer. <laughs> no, 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 it's not. It's not. <laughs> but this rapid fire segment is brought to you by Extreme Speed Tire Solutions and Bondati Performance. Whether it's getting a cart scaled out prep or trackside help, they can have you up front. So get with Extreme Speed today on Facebook, or you can get with Curtis Polacek on Facebook and Frank Bondati. So Summer or winter? Uh, summer. Okay. I, I hate sitting in the cold. <laughs> Favorite track? Uh, right now, Tri County. Tri County. Okay. Favorite food? Favorite food? Uh, London broil. Wait, it's what? like it's what? like a, it's it's a it's a it's like a really uh rare cooked steak. It, it's delicious. Like you like marinate it in like some soy sauce kind of thing. It is delicious. Oh, like is it kind of like more like an Asian thing? Like because with the soy sauce and stuff. Like a... I I don't know. My mom makes it. it it's good. <laughs> I, I don't know. No, whatever. I think of soy sauce Asian. and teriyaki. I think of like Asian cultures. <laughs> um, dream race to win. Dream race to win. Probably a a, a national championship. That, Maxis, that would be Maxis, that would, Maxis, yeah yeah that that would be pretty pretty cool. All right, here we go. Right here, uh, favorite driver, past or present, or past and present. If you have someone that doesn't race anymore, no. In NASCAR, yeah, or, or any, anywhere, uh, anywhere, anywhere, anywhere. Uh, it it was Clint Boyer, mm-hmm. uh, um, but you know I don't really watch NASCAR, you know, much anymore. And that that yeah, probably, probably Clint Boyer. Yeah, hey, solid pick. Yeah, he's a character. Character, man. nothing but a character. Oh, he's a character. Yeah, I, I I just can't believe people picking like um with the name um Kyle Bush stuff like that like <laughs> Kyle on the track Rowdy old Rowdy so we have two questions we ask all our guests I'm sure you've heard in past episodes uh first one being what is something you like about our sport um something I like about the sport um probably the competition level. I mean, like when you come, you I swear when these some of these big races, man, you come to your races and you look at the qualifying, and like first through twentieth is like a tenth difference, like that. That is like close, um, yes. and especially the races, like all the races, unless you have like a big wreck where the leader gets out, like all all the races there are no tail. So you really got to learn how to, you know, stay in line in the draft, and when you pass somebody, to get back in line quickly, or else you're just, you know, gonna start falling back. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So, sorry. 
got lost for a second. Um, with that being said, of course, the second question we always ask would be, what is something you'd like to see change, whether it be respect to the drivers or how long we spend at the track, you know, the way a track day is set up? Uh, I think this would be more like tapered to where, where I race at, but like um, there's like five or six tracks that one guy owns and it's like, he only has like one you know crew that runs them. So it's like, you'll get one track that runs, you know, pretty often, but the other, <laughs> but the other two tracks that, you know, they just kind of sit there and waste away and they're, they're great tracks like Aner. Like I, I feel like we hardly run Aner anymore. And that's because, you know, it's just one guy owning all of them. And um, you can't, I, I just wish he would get like, you know, a crew for each track. So like every, like, you know, the first, first week of the month, you got, you know, triple T running second week of the month, you got ain't running and stuff like that. Yeah. Cause mo most of the main tracks are all owned by, by one guy. So I didn't know that. Me neither. Interesting. Yeah. Nice yeah. That, it's, it's the, the, uh, Terry Odom. He's with the, um, oh, Reaper. The Reaper. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So oh, yeah. trying to like drown out Maxis or something like that. Uh, <laughs> yeah it's a it's a wild topic in the sport right now for sure yeah and then so um you know we give you know we actually before we do this uh you know i seen a video of you you put a youtube video out about you know uh you know looking for sponsors for the 2024 yeah, yeah. um season so give our listeners your best pitch on why they need to sponsor you uh you know, like like we were saying before, um, you know, I really enjoy working on my go kart. You know, during the week and stuff like that. And I, I think if you you know kind of look at the a lot of the junior drivers, you know, you won't really see that whole bunch. Um, and uh, yeah, and just you know, working on, on a lot of my own stuff and not having somebody else, you know, like um, hand feed it to me, mm -hmm. and um, and just you know having the knowledge of going to the track and like. Um, being able to like, when I come off the track, I can tell my dad, you know, the car is like, it, it's pitching right here real hard. We, I, I want to fix this and this and this. And, um, and, uh, yeah, that, that would probably, probably, probably be on pitch right there. You just got drive. So you got yeah. drive and you got want. You got drive invested, knowledgeable, always willing to learn. Yeah. And zero I mean, quit. Zero quit. in him. I love that, man. Yeah. But, um, to, to round things out, man, we always want to give somebody a chance to to thank the people that make this happen for them. So, uh, you have anybody you'd like to thank? Uh, yeah, first of all, I'd like to thank you know Jesus. He's the one who uh, allowed us all do this stuff. Um, and then uh, Charger Racing Chassis. Um, mom, you know, of course, my mom and dad. Uh, Cart Speed Solutions. Um, uh, Bubba's Carton Concepts with Awesome Banker. Um. Uh, Jr. Uh, Choate, you know he sponsors us. Uh, yeah, you know yeah, he he's down here sometimes too. It's awesome. Yeah. he's a really cool guy. Um, my uh, my brother Gavin, uh, Wild Child Graphics. You know they you know make go kart look uh, absolutely stunning. Um, uh, Bookie Power Racing Engines. You know they got a lot of horsepower behind those engines. You know making us put it to the front. Um. And then, uh, you know, my papa and grandma, you know, they're always at the racetrack supporting me, and uh, I think that that's a big part of the racing. So that's awesome. Having that support group behind you just kind of, you know, makes the tougher days easier and makes the the good yeah, days yeah, that yeah. much sweeter. You know. So. Yeah. But Jack, man, we we really appreciate you coming, cut some time out on a school night, and uh, we thank yeah, your dad thank for allowing you to do this, man. We had a really yeah. good time with you, and uh, 
Hope you have a great season and good luck, man. Yep. yep. Yeah, man. Thank it you. was nice meeting you, man. Hopefully, maybe you one too. day we'll see you at somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah actually, nice I got to see you all at Batesville for the first time. So oh, that was yeah, awesome. yeah. Batesville. Yeah. 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 So, all right. You have a good night. Have, have a good night, Jack. Yep. Take it easy, man. Bye. So what a what a what an interesting story, man. You don't see many kids that like to uh, work on their stuff and really get into the nitty gritty of our sport. Absolutely. I mean, good kid. You know, he's young. He knows how to work on his stuff. He knows tires. I mean, that's like you said, a lot of the big teams, they ship their go kart, all their tires with their hard guy. You know, a lot of people don't know, especially the young kids. They don't know much. So. To see him doing everything, I mean, I'm sure his dad's there to help along the way, but it's a good thing. It'll help him in the long run for sure. Yeah, great kid, comes from a great family, and just is really, really driven to to making himself better and making his whole team better along with, you know, the help he has from his dad. You know, that's that's huge, and it's just great to see a junior driver that involved into their program and, and wanting to learn and, and really just being involved. In the whole process and uh i really want to know what it feels like to to use your clam like to lose it to lose it in that right rear pick i don't up. really want to know i just this i don't want to know that's gonna feel weird yeah it's gonna feel really weird it's gonna feel like it just loaded up on the right rear and won't come off yeah damn just i never thought about that ever happening to my go-kart the worst I've ever had was a left rear like coming off and just spinning. <laughs> I know what it feels like for a right rear to get moved involuntarily. And eat up a sidewall a few times. And eat up a sidewall and a rim. Mm-hmm. Don't know that. Yeah. It's very uh very disappointing and very expensive. But yeah, I uh I believe we have another junior driver set up for next week. And uh yeah, so Really excited to bring that to you. Um, good luck to anybody who's going to Jasper. Hopefully, we can get that race in. And then everybody that's going to the Dusty Race, anybody who's going to race anywhere else, hopefully, I'll get y'all races in. And safe travels and good luck. And we'll catch you guys next week. Take it easy. Have a good time, fellas. Bye.